You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Welcome back in MLB.com Extras. It's time for the Milwaukee Brewers edition. I'm Dave Raymond with Adam McCalvey and uh, Adam, the team at home on a, on a little homestand and, and, you know, done with the Reds, but looking forward now to the Pirates as they, you know, mix it up with the team in contention. In fact, they're going to see a little bit of the Pirates in the next week and a half or so. Uh, it's kind of fun, I guess. It's one of those things when you're in a situation like the Brewers are, um, you know, really the attention sometimes turns a little more toward who the opponent is and, and having that opportunity, I guess, to, to really play a hand in the, in the finish. Well, yeah, you, you, you know, you find motivation where you can get it. So the Brewers, that's going to be playing a role in this fascinating NL Central race. I, there's no question about who the top teams are. There's some question about the order in which they're going to get in and the Pirates and Cubs, although there's some separation. Um, you know, there, there's still enough time that that could change, and the Brewers will see both of those clubs, as you said, a fair amount. They've got the Pirates here. They go to Pittsburgh on this next road trip, and um, they'll see a little bit of the Cubs, too. I believe the Cubs finished the year at Miller Park. So that is the potential to be an intriguing series. So, you know, the Brewers, you know, unfortunately are in this position to play a little bit of spoiler. And, and again, you, you find motivation to play these games where you can. And Craig Council has said it many times. There is a lot for players on this team to play for, even though they're not going to be going to the playoffs. Yeah, no, I mean, um, it can be the land of opportunity for, for certain guys, too. And um, Domingo Santana, he has taken the opportunity and run with it a great week for him. Um, you know, it kind of underscores that notion of young players getting an opportunity, a chance to maybe either glimpse the future or start building for that future. And, by all indications, uh, Santana should have some role in the future. Yeah, a lot of power, and we'll see who the next general manager of this team is. But the current one, Doug Melvin, has come to believe that to win at Miller Park, you need a slugging team. Um, and Domingo Santana gives you that rare right-handed power, which is just it is very valuable in this game right now. And he's come up uh, three home runs in his first week in a Brewers uniform, a home run in his first game. That went down the line in Washington, and then the next two were to right center field. And I'm and talking to him a little bit. He says that's where a lot of his power lies. And you know that's a good thing because he is somewhat of an all or nothing guy. He's a strikeout. You know, he'll have the high strikeout totals. But those hitters who can go the other way with pitches, uh, they can be good for long stretches of time. And that's what the Brewers would look for. It's it's a question now, you know, for the future of how are they going to get him in. He's playing center field a, a bit right now because Brewers traded away their center fielders. They have Chris Davis in left field, a similar player, a lot of power, who they like and is still reasonably young. And they have Ryan Braun in right field, who's about to head into $105 million contract five more years. I don't think he's going anywhere. So how are they going to you know, ease this log jam uh, short of playing Domingo Santana in center field, which isn't really his natural position? I don't think they want to do that for the long term. And I think that's one of the interesting things that we'll have to keep an eye on for this Brewers team this winter 
is does one of those players move either to a different position or to a different organization? Uh, I think both things are perfectly possible. Well, you got to figure just about everything's in play with this team. And, uh, you know, to that end, you, you know, fans, the diehard fans, right, these are the ones we love who are still sticking by so close this time of year as this team has been out of it for a long time. They, they look to September and these call-ups and the excitement of, again, kind of looking at the future. Um, and when you have a team like the Brewers, where the Brewers are this year, you do get that look. I mean, you know, these teams will bring guys up. Let them, let them get a shot. Any, any particular names that stand out, uh, folks that will be excited to see, that, that, that at least you're confident will be coming out. Well, uh, look, I mean, I think Domingo Santana should be on this list because he was on my first list of potential call-ups. He just happened to come up earlier on August 21st because they had an opening. I think he sort of counts as a September call-up as a guy who's going to play and get a long look. Uh, on the pitching side, the name I'm curious about is Zach Dade, uh, a short right-hander who came uh, from the Orioles in the Gerardo Parra trade. Uh, he's looked quite good at AAA since the trade, and the Brewers are just now emerging from this period where they had an off day, it seemed, every other day and they only needed four starting pitchers. They're going to need a fifth starter again uh, when they head on this next road trip to Cincinnati. And I think Zach Davies is going to be the guy. And I think he's going to get a couple of starts at least to see what he can do. And um, he's interesting. He'll buck the trend of this, all this young power pitching in baseball because he's not that. He's a true pitcher with quotes around the word. And, you know, he'll throw the change up, and he'll really pitch. And, and Doug Melvin told a story to Buck Showalter, called when they made the trade and he said he remembers the spring training game against the Rays and Zach Davey takes the mound and, and you can see Rays players in the other dugout laughing at, at how the guy looked because he's so small. Um, two innings later, Showalter said they weren't laughing anymore because they could see this guy really could pitch. So uh, a little change of pace from some of this power in the game and, and I think he's going to be, get a look. Besides that, Dave, uh, they're saying they're not going to have a long list of call-ups. You know, this is not a contending team where you want to call up you know three bunnies to sit on the bench for pinch running situations or six relievers that are just going to sit out there in the bullpen for the case of an 18 inning game they don't want to bring guys up just to sit um so i don't think they're going to bring up a, a large number and you know and, and then in terms of prospects beyond the two we talked about so many of their prospects are at the double a level and that team's in the postseason they don't want to mess with that so I think all those factors kind of lead me to believe it's going to be a very, very small list. And uh, the couple of guys who do come up, they want them to come up to play. That's, that's interesting for, for another reason, which is you know, I've kind of been wondering what, what the story will be with a guy like Garza. Um, it sounds like he'll go ahead and continue to get his starts, if, if what you're saying is correct. I mean, it's not like they've, you know, if they don't have anybody really knocking at the door who they want to you know, get a handful of starts in September, then they'll just keep going with him? Well, I think that's right, Dave, and I think you nailed it, that if they did have a couple of guys, you know, say Taylor Youngman wasn't up here yet, uh, Zach Davies wasn't up here yet, and they wanted to give those guys a look, it would be uh, easier to move Matt Garza to the bullpen as they did with Kyle Lopes. But they don't have, you know, they brought a lot of those guys up already. Now they need, like I said, a guy like Davies for this start um, starting next weekend. So I think Matt Garza does continue to pitch. 
And it's so similar to Kyle Loesch in many ways in that it's a guy who's had sustained success in the big leagues for a number of years, and this year has just been, there's no other way to say it, an unmitigated disaster. Um, and the confidence has to get shaken when you're a guy who goes through this. You feel like you're making your pitches, and every single mistake that Matt Garza makes right now, he's getting killed for it. Every bad bounce he can get is playing against him. Um, it's, un, it's really, it's almost painful to watch, as it was with Kyle Loesch. The difference, Kyle Loesch going into a free agent year off the books for the Brewers this year, Matt Garza is still signed for two more seasons. So this is a guy who's, as Craig Council has said, he's got, they've got to get him right. And he needs to be a part of what they're doing here because the Brewers are not an organization that can just swallow $25 million and it's nothing. Um, they, need to, they need to get some value out of him. And I think there's a, there's a sense of urgency there to figure something out and give it, let him go into the offseason with, even if it's one start at the end, let him go into the offseason with one quality start to, to be able to think about all winter and, and not come back next season with the same sense of doubt in his mind. Matt Garza says he continues to work. He's doing his best to plow through. But, but like I said, it's just, it's just common sense that tells you it's got to be killing this guy to have, you know, be a proud big leader for, and, and have some success and to go through what he's gone through this year. Yeah, well, I, I think that stands to reason. It has been, it has been ugly. Not as ugly as Taylor Youngman batting against uh, Rysel Iglesias. And by the way, Youngman, <laughs> I, I love, I love the quote you got out of him because you know, uh, all those years of you know guys being dirty or pitchers being filthy, uh, Youngman just took it that next logical step, saying he was disgusting, <laughs> and he meant that. In he the was disgusting. Way. That guy, they saw him in spring training, and he was nowhere near as nasty as he said. And, was the other night. That guy has a chance to be quite good. It's, it was The Reds-Brewers matchup was interesting because the Reds have traded away all their pitching over the last bunch of months. The Brewers have traded away a huge part of their offense, and you know it was like, well, what's going to happen in this series? The Brewers end up taking two or three, but the Reds are set up, it looks like, with uh, some pretty good young pitchers. Yeah, yeah. Well, for the Brewers, we just keep marching on and uh, hoping to see, you know, whether it's Zach Davis or, or you know, uh, Santana, whomever it is, to see some of that talent emerge. All right, we'll do it again next week, Adam. Uh, maybe this team will be on like a six-game winning streak. Sounds good to me, Dave. Yeah. All righty, there he goes, Adam McCalvey. MLB.com Extras, the Milwaukee Brewers edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.